are listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 161. Today, we're going to be talking about how to automate your client onboarding. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that I'm totally obsessed with, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common law marriage at this point. Anywho, I'm going to tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. Do you ever have in-person meetings? I do. And with Dallas being a huge city, picking a place to meet is a freaking chore. But chore no more. Inside of Acuity's intake form feature, I eliminate having to go back and forth at all about locations. I created a drop-down question that asks where they'd like to meet and they get to choose what's most convenient for them between the five different coffee shops or lunch spots that I provide. Then in Acuity's email settings, I just make sure to auto-populate their choice inside of the reminder emails. Really, really easy. If you want to learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business or just start using Acuity today, go to systemsavedme.com slash Acuity for life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for life. All right, now back to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. She is a powerhouse with a capital P. And it's going to be a really fun conversation because this is one of my favorite topics because, yeah, we're going to be talking about client intake. And it's, it's so important how you bring your clients on. It really sets the stage for how the rest of the relationship is going to go. So, Stephanie, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing pretty slow. Can't complain. Can't complain. So let's just uh, start off by showing us a couple of details about you and your business. Sounds good. I am a business strategist and coach, and I work primarily in um, business design. So I, I work with my clients who are a little bit more experienced and they have kind of, you know, built this business um, on on their skills and their crafts. And they've gotten to the point where they're, they're like, ah, what's next. Right. And something's not feeling right. And I need to shift a little bit. So I, uh, I work with them on designing a new foundation for their business so that they can become more profitable. They can work less hours. They can, um, just feel a lot better in their business. Yeah. That's what we all would like, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and just dive on in to the juicy stuff. Like I mentioned, we're going to be talking about client onboarding. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people include kind of pre-client or lead uh, stuff in their onboarding process. So if that's the case, then you can start there. But also I see it as when, when somebody says yes to be a client, you know, what are the steps that you take? So, but first, before we get into like the steps, kind of describe your business before you had implemented an actual, you know, client onboarding system like you have now. Right. Um, you know, I think I, I was like a lot of people out there who were, you know, I was piecing things together and I had some documents here and some other documents there and everything was very manual. 
And it drove me crazy because I come from a systems background and a technology background and have worked on client onboarding projects for large corporations. I mean, mm. many times over the last 20 years. And I was just looking at it going, this sucks. You know, I really, <laughs> I know this can do, I know this can be better. And, um, but it, you know, it was, it was what most people have, right? Documents and yeah. drives and, and, uh, you know, contract templates over here and, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can get real messy real quickly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. then what was it that finally drove you to put an actual process in place? Was it a moment? Was it dropping the ball on a client? Was it just a culmination of however many months, years of doing it manually? What kind of was like, all right, there's gotta be a better way. So for me, it was something that had built up over time. I knew it could be done better and it was driving me crazy and I was losing details with my clients and I wasn't sure. I had, a little, I had developed out another system for managing all of my clients' work in, you know, while they were engaged with me. And it, it was kind of making me crazy that I had all of these manual steps from the time that they, to me, the client onboarding started at, from the time that they were in, in my pipeline. Um, and I wanted that data to flow through all the way from the time they sign up for a discovery call, all the way through to the point that they're offboarded and even after that. So I was dropping balls with clients. I, I had one client who had fed back to me and said, you know, the work we did together was great, but I kind of would have liked a little higher touch in this area. And I thought, oh God, I could do better here. So that, and, and just the growth that I was experiencing um, was putting a lot of pressure on me to, to try and make sure that my clients, I wasn't going to be, be spending all of my time managing client onboarding because it is so time consuming. And I didn't want that to be where I spent all my time because I was not going to be able to take on as many clients and I wasn't going to be able to pay attention to my clients as best I could. And I felt like there were too many moving parts. So it was just that kind of final push into um, what I knew I needed to do for months before. Yep. Yep. Totally. So now let's get into the nitty gritty. Walk us through the steps that you took to create that perfect process. And as a systems person, I'm really excited to have another systems minded person on (laughs) selfishly. So I know that this is going to be really good. So walk us through the steps. Okay. One thing I think people, a lot of business owners don't realize is how much power there is in their data. And their data lives in a lot of different places, typically in a lot of different systems and documents, et cetera, et cetera. And my goal was to leverage the data I have on my customers as much as possible to be able to ensure they're getting the best experience that they can. Um, And it also makes me crazy when something has to be done twice that could be done once. So the very, very start of my intake process um, was was in acuity. And acuity is where I would send someone who wanted to just book a discovery call with me. So they're interested in working together. They want to um, talk to me. And that's the first point that I have in which I can collect information from them. So in acuity, I had set up in an intake form with uh, a bunch of questions on it. And um, obviously it was synced to my calendar and I have my calendar synced to office 365 so that I could, I get a little bit more power out of it and I can, um, I can use that in a bunch of different places. So um, yeah, so they would sign up for their, their call 
And as soon as they were signed up for the call, I built a little integration with Zapier so that it, it would automatically populate ActiveCampaign where I was using um, the CRM functionality to, and that's customer relationship management where all of my customer data lives. So I wanted all of my customer data in one, one sort of system of truth, right? That's where my, all of my most updated customer information is, even though it comes from a bunch of different places. So Zapier would send this customer record into ActiveCampaign and ActiveCampaign had an automation inside there that I built that would ping me as soon as there was a, um, a new discovery call. And it would put that into an automation that would um, start to tag the customer in terms of a lead. What status are they in terms of a lead? And as soon as I would finish the discovery call with them, I could then go into active campaign and uh, fire off an email, a follow-up email and start to track them that way. So as soon as that happened, active campaign would progress the lead or they would, um, they would call it a dead lead. If I didn't have uh, a follow-up or if I marked them as um, someone I'm not moving forward, they would just be captured as, um, as a closed lead. So, uh-huh. so once the customer um, signed up, they were sent a, a link to sign up through Acuity for a package. Say they were taking my nine-month package. Then they would that would also um, send over a trigger with Zapier to indicate now that they have purchased. So the trigger within Acuity is that they've purchased, and that would trigger Zapier to update that client record as and put them into a new list within Active Campaign that was current clients. And it would assign them a start date and it would assign the package and it would put all the data inside that customer record that I needed in Active Campaign to be able to do analysis and to be able to present all of my my customer records in the way that I wanted them to. So when you're designing your your systems and you're designing your integration and you're, you're designing what your data is going to look like. It all has to come from your, your desired end state. Do I, what do I want to be able to do with these customers? Well, now I need to work backwards and figure out how I get the data into the system to be able to do, to do what I want them to do. Right. So as soon, as soon as that, that field was triggered or that field was populated with a start date that would then send them into a new automation that would, um, that would uh, notify my assistant that she needed to onboard this customer. So inside of Active Campaign, we almost treated it like a, a task list for onboarding, and we would do all sorts of things. So I have a number of tools that I use with my clients to step them through my kind of structured program. So we would set up a I could set it up to automatically create a new project within teamwork. And uh, my assistant would have to go in and just make sure that the project description and everything was accurate and she would add the right people. So there were a couple of manual steps, but it was all tracked within active campaign mm-hmm. and, um, and to set up uh, the tools in Airtable for my client and to set up the tools in Plectica for my client. So every, so she could, where there was a manual step, it was all nicely tracked. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then she would, she would uh, create the contract and send through DocuSign. I had an integration that would, it would listen for the contract to be signed in DocuSign. It would update the record 
in Active Campaign. And as soon as all of those, Active Campaign would sit and listen in the automation. And as soon as all of those fields were complete, it would then send the welcome email to the client with all of the details. And I, could, I filled out fields in the email to populate with the URLs nice. for all the different tools and so on and so forth. So everything just got wrapped up. So, so what it came down to for my assistant was just some very, very clear, um, straightforward steps that she needed to create she needed to complete and then we would have this all the rest of the communication going out so I removed all of the um, the possibilities to have risk in terms of like data entry and yeah. and missing steps and all of that sort of thing um, and, and so the so then the customer would become um, a client and we would be working together in the series of tools that we created but everything was in teamwork and that was the hub in which they would go and they would find their scheduling links for Acuity. They would find their links to their financial plans and their, their business model design and their, uh, you know, the marketing plans and content plans and all, all of those things were in one central hub. Plus yeah. we were able to do all our messaging that way. So I finally had everything kind of in one place. And I'll tell you the feedback that I got from my customers was that it felt really professional and, and they, yes. they had no reason to, think that I was missing something you know what I mean? right. and, they, and they felt cared for because all of their actions resulted in um, actions from my team and also we we were setting expectations which has become a really 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 big deal with business owners these days because we have so much automation but people still need to feel like there's a personal touch right oh a hundred percent and I Love that you're using Active Campaign, like their actual CRM system, because I actually haven't talked to anybody about actually using Active Campaign as a CRM because people, most people just use it as a, as a newsletter list and like, yeah. you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So I love getting to hear how you use Active Campaign as, as a really integral part of actually your, your lead becoming a customer um, and then managing your customer. That's like yeah. super cool. And so then when you, you mentioned obviously with automation, all that stuff, but adding personal touches, do you do client gifts? Do you do like yep. video messages? Like how do you, or is the languaging through your automation process, what really keeps that personal touch? Uh, a little bit of both. I do client gifts and my assistant, that's another part of the checklist, right? So that's yeah. one of the things my assistant and we've, and what we've done is we've set it up with like greetable. So that yeah. she, just, she just goes in, she has a set gift that she just um, sends to the customer and it's all already set up. So she's all good. And uh, we're trying to make everything just as, as easy as possible so that the customer has a great, balancing out the customer having a great experience without it being a, like an onerous process every single time. Now that leaves me the ability to really like think about each customer and what would be that special touch for them. Cause each one of them is going to be a little bit different. We all have our different love languages. You know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, and that, yeah, then I could put, I can really truly put that, that sort of high touch personal touch, um, on the experience so that they feel really cared for. And I'm, I'm doing more and more of that, um, sending audio messages, um, sending some video messages when it's appropriate. And, um, and just finding ways to uh, to make my interaction with them match kind of where they're at and what they're really needing right now. Yeah, I love that. 
Because I think, yeah, that's the biggest hump for people when they are implementing systems and, and all of that is that that lacking of personal touch. And I think for, for you and I both, the gifts as well as, um, you know, just having those different surprise and delight opportunities, that's really what makes it not feel as automated. And I don't think I've gotten a single like remark from any of my clients that's like, oh, I feel like it was, you know, super cold or I felt like, you know, you asked me to do a lot or whatever the case may be that, that people have fears around. I, again, I'm like one of the most systemized first people and I never get that feedback. Um, it's really yeah. more about taking care of your clients. And it actually, you mentioned also that your clients know that like you have the basis covered and you have a level of professionalism that actually gives them comfort and peace of mind, which is huge. Right. And part of my program that I, do, I work with my clients on is actually helping them build their own systems and processes. Yes. And so it gives them a sense of um, confidence that I'm going to be able to do that with them as well. And, uh, you know, going back to one of the things that you said before, um, automating your business actually helps you have more of a personal touch with your customer because you take all of the stuff out of your, your to-do list that is, is not like doesn't need to be high touch and allows you to really focus on the doing the things that, because you know, if you're manually onboarding somebody every time and you're going through all the steps, it feels like so much for you that by the time you're finished with it, you're just like, ah, and all you've done is just gotten, gotten the bases covered right now. I know this whole thing just hums and I can sit and think about, okay, what can I do for this person? That's good. And, and you know, I'm always working on this, right? Every time I work with someone, it's going to get better, but yeah, you, I'm the same way. Nobody has said, oh, your process sucks. Or you, I, I hate having all these, you know, these, these things in place that are going to help me. I'm also a huge fan of not having my customers have to do homework before we start. So um, I had to set my systems up so that we can capture a lot of good stuff while we're working together. And they're left with a bunch of tools that have, you know, they're left with a whole business foundation and all of these tools that they can continue to use after we stop working together. My goal is to make myself not needed, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the, the systems and the tools have been a really, really important part of my brand and the work that I do with my clients. I love that. And I, and yeah, I, I agree, especially if you are looking at metrics and financial plans and stuff like that, a lot of that can be pulled in. And so to ask your client to, to write everything down or to keep track of it, I think it's smart of you to, to really think of how you can, I guess, eliminate as many, I guess, action points or homework for your clients. So that again, you all of these things just show your client that you care. And so that deeply comes across in, in how intricate your process is. And I think that this really sets you apart from basically everybody else in the market. Well, I um, think so. I, I haven't know. seen a lot of other coaches or strategists who actually use that full set of tools, but you know, it's, it's a, it, it, it is a way of showing your, like, I want my customers to focus on learning all of the things I'm teaching them and, mm. and focus on the business side of the work that we're doing. And if they have to also worry about how they're finding their information how they're keeping track of it and everything like that, then they've got this, all this extra overhead, but I want all of our experiences to be as 
tight and as focused as possible. So they are really learning how to be a business owner rather than a technology owner. Yep. I so agree. So I'm going to get into the last few questions. Generally speaking, what was your best financial investment in business? Oh my gosh. Um, my best financial investment was working with uh, Jenny She in her programs, Make It Work Online, and then the Accelerator program. Um, you know, I, I come from a long and varied business background, but I needed that sort of kick in the butt to um, just formalize everything and, sh- and be part of a community that was doing the same thing that I was doing. So, and, and, you know, the, 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 the nice side effect is that, um, you know, Jenny's become a friend and an amazing person in my life. And I learned a lot from her and I now coach in her program. So my investment in her program was, was, was extremely, extremely useful to me. Um, other than that, I would say Airtable. <laughs> I run pretty much, I just love, I love Airtable and I run so much of my business on it and it has become just really integral to a lot of the work that I do. Yep. I agree with that. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> any one of the like hundred courses I think I've bought. Oh girl, you um, yeah, I know. I was, I, I just am not at that point where I need to, to worry so much about the tactics anymore. And mm. it, you know, it was, it was really, um, it was really hard not to just start investing in everything. And this is what happens with a lot of new business owners is yeah. they're just like, Oh, email marketing. Oh, this, Oh, that I'm just going to take a course. And then this is going to solve a problem. But really they're just experiencing a lot of anxiety about things not moving forward as quickly as they want them to, or just having to be in that place where, you know, building a business is a long game and having to be in that place where you are playing that long game and you're not seeing the immediate results, that can be a really hard place. And then you just start to buy all these tactical courses <laughs> yeah, and that you never do. And then you, I don't know how much, how much money I spent. I don't even want to look. I don't want to know how many. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> We'll just hide that under the rug and pretend like it didn't happen. That's right. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, there are those, those handful of courses I will say that have done really well. I had a copywriting yep. course as well as like a delegation course and a couple others, but like in this, in the small minority of those, you know, compared to sure. the, how many I bought, yeah. it yeah. can be a little jarring. That's for yeah. Sure. There, and there, that's not to say there aren't some really valuable courses out there, but it was more that I didn't need them in order to make the progress that I wanted to make. Mm. It, it was just like me getting anxious and just buying something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. So where can people find you online? Give website, give social media, give all the places. Well, I'll tell you what, I have a free gift for your listeners. Um, yeah. If they want to, yeah, if they want to hop on a free kind of half hour strategy call, I have a landing page that they can go to. And on that page are links to all of my social profiles. I am everywhere out there on the web because I have systems to automate that too. And you can find me um, from stephaniehayes.biz forward slash systems dash saved dash me. And I'm sure you can put that in the show notes. Perfect. Yes. That's super, super easy. So Stephanie Hayes, 
dot biz slash systems dash saved dash me. So we will have that linked up in the description, in the show notes, all the places so that you can go and be amazed at all of the, all the goodness that Stephanie has implemented in her business. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on and sharing this really awesome, awesome process. Oh, thanks for having me. It was great to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to System Safety. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Safety. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsafety.com to help you work less and make more.